Greetings. My name is Vince Williams. I'm the president and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. The hashtag BiDiverse podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, provides a voice to minority-owned businesses and entrepreneurs, as well as to corporations seeking to meet their diversity, equity, and inclusion goals strategically and intentionally. Hear the stories of certified minority-owned businesses and learn about their journeys, challenges, best practices, and successes. Also, discover Chicago MSDC's robust offerings to support business owners with certification, advocacy, connecting, and developing. Founded in 1968, Chicago MSDC is the premier organization that advances business opportunities for its certified Asian, Black, Hispanic, and Native American entrepreneurs. Contact us at www.chicagomsdc.org or bydiverse.net. This is Vince Williams, President and CEO of the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council, and you're listening to Hashtag BiDiverse, powered by Chicago MSDC. What you can expect from our podcast, first-hand success stories, business opportunities that are within the pipeline, best practices, advocacy, mentorship, how and why companies should join us, all on WGN. So welcome to Hashtag Buy Diverse by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio. Today, our guest is Tiffany Hamill Johnson, President and CEO of Chicago United. Tiffany joined Chicago United as President and CEO in April of 2020. A lifelong Chicagoan, Tiffany joined the organization from World Business Chicago, where she was the organization's second-in-command as Executive Vice President of Strategy and Administration. She brings a unique blend of over 20 years of experience in the private, public, and nonprofit sectors. Beginning her career in advertising and marketing, she shifted to industrial and economic development. Additionally, Tiffany served as Chief Executive Officer of Windy City Harvest, directed sales and marketing of a $200 million mixed-income residential development on Chicago's South Side for Granite Development Company. She was the project manager for the efforts to bring the Boeing Company's corporate headquarters to Chicago during her first stint at World Business Chicago. In the late 90s, she worked for Mesero, Stein, Real Estate, and Illinois Industrial Properties. Tiffany is the first African-American woman to lead the organization at Chicago United. Tiffany Hamill Johnson, welcome to the show. Thank you, Vincent. Oh, you make me sound old. I (laughs) made myself sound old. Jesus. No, not at all. Those are just years of, wow. of great experience yes. and accomplishments, but but all for, oh, for the betterment you. of yeah. And I love that that as a lifelong Chicagoan, you, you're able yeah. to you know talk about some of that there. So how's it going? It is going well. I can't believe that it's been a year. I just started getting like on my Facebook and everything. The announcement came it was officially announced. I think it was March 10th that I was. Um, the new CEO following in the footsteps of the wonderful Gloria Tecilio, who was there, you know, the CEO for 17 years. And Absolutely. so, you know, on Facebook and all of the social media, you get all of this like memories. And I just was like, oh my God, this is a year ago. And I think the 
lockdown had just been put in place as well. So it's been, it feels like yesterday at some point, and sometimes it feels like it's been a lifetime in this last year. For sure. Yeah. And I tell you, you know, that's what I love. Uh, and I was really excited about having this conversation with you today because you and I both took over as president yes. and CEO of organizations here in Chicago during a pandemic. Yes. Right. So, so we yes. are we are our siblings from other mothers. Yes. Yes. <laughs> that are, are going through you know phenomenal things here. Tell us about Chicago United for our listening audience. What the organization does. A little history about it, if you don't mind. So, first, let me say I really appreciate you. I'm saying this to to you that um, I thank you for inviting me to have this conversation. We do have so many similarities coming in as CEOs of organizations that have been around for a while, right? And so being able, just being kind enough to give me the platform to speak to our work at Chicago United, I truly appreciate that. My pleasure. And for me, it is all about the work. Yeah. So This is the Chicago collaborative United, opportunities that, is, that yes, can control, right? Yes, it truly is. And so Chicago United was created in 1968, so literally a year after I was born, which is crazy, uh-huh. in the aftermath of the riots caused by Dr. King's assassination. And at that time, protests and riots in Chicago laid bare the economic chasm between Black Chicago and the rest of the city. And this prompted companies and minority business owners to unite and form Chicago United. And really, it was around race and business still, you know, to this day, and how to what our mission is, is to advance multiracial leadership in three areas, board level, you know, corporate board governance, executive level management, and by growing minority business enterprises. Mm-hmm. We have nearly 100 member companies that range from the Fortune 500s to, you know, nonprofits to civic organizations. They span sectors, financial services, construction, pharmaceuticals, medicine, higher ed. They range, as I said, from the Fortune 500 to small companies, nearly 100 of them. And so the work day-to-day is that we've been doing for 53 years is the work that we still do. And that's to build in those three areas that I talked to you about. How can we be more impactful, right, in the work of making sure that the people that are at the table across those areas mirror, you know, our very diverse country. For sure. Now, with this being, you know, Women's History Month, you're the first, you know, we have the first black female vice president, you know, Madam Vice President, and now you're the first black woman in the president's CEO position for Chicago United. How does that feel? You know, it feels, I didn't know that until that came out, honestly, after, you know, I took that position. And, you know, black women, we do what we do. You put your head down. <laughs> this is not the first time I've been the first, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Um, especially the way I came up, you know, in corporate America, in the commercial real estate industry, specifically industrial. Not a lot of diversity so, in that industry at all. No, and there's so, none. Yeah. There's none. Yeah. So being, you know, first one of the you know, few blacks, being only few women, not even just black, but even women mm-hmm. back then in the late 90s. And having the mentor that was a white male, you know, I am very comfortable in my skin around that, right? And so I understand the um, significance of it, right? But for me, if this makes sense, it's just kind of, you know, unfortunately, I have, this isn't the first time of being the first. Yeah. 
Well, does that makes sense. It does. It totally does. And and for me, I'm the first black male president wow. and CEO for yeah. the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council. Right. So again, we, we we are on this same path of first. If yes, you will. we are. <laughs> with what we're we happening are. with it. So let's, if you don't mind, let's talk a little bit more about Chicago United and again the sure. impact that it's making locally. You know, I have been engaged with the organization for a number of years, and now this is where, again, I really hope that you and I, as two new visionary leaders, if you will, mm-hmm. coming in during a time where we both experienced some very drastic civil unrest, yeah. almost history repeating itself, right? Yeah. Uh, from yeah. the Brianna Taylor, you know, verdicts to the Philando Castillo and, and murders and, and George Floyd's now more than ever. Corporations, businesses, minority business enterprises, everyone is really looking to make this impact or control the narrative. And that's where I think you and I can so work together on moving the needle in a positive direction. Would you agree? I, yeah, I agree. You know, I, so now more than ever, it is like those three words I have heard so much. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting and unprecedented times, right? Since the murder of George Floyd. Now more than ever, or if not now, when? And so. Just over a year ago today, right? Yeah, Yeah. yes. And so, you know, I think it was heightened actually more. You know, COVID was one piece, right? At Chicago United, we called it, we call it still the dual pandemic, right? Mm -hmm. Of health and race. And so I truly believe that the the piece around. with George Floyd and the companies coming out, right? How it impacted their employees really positioned us in our work in a different way than it ever has, you know, in a very long time, right? Maybe even back to when you said when we why we were first created, right? Mm-hmm. In the aftermath of the riots, yeah. um, like Dr. King's assassination, yeah. and so. During these times, companies did look, you know, we have all very, always been in this space, right? So it's not like we were starting from scratch, if that makes sense, right? Because the work of advancing inclusion, you know, and equity, right, in those areas has been the work that we've been doing. And I think what happened is the companies, our member companies especially, who have been, you know, on that path, we were this refuge for them to talk about with our CEO leaders, right, our diversity officers, our HR, you know, just our member companies across the board, how Chicago United could support, you know, and assist them with well-thought-out DE&I priorities, right? So it was more than just about statements, which our members understood, and we meet our members where they are around just driving, you know, DE&I strategies, you know, actionable strategies through their companies. But it was really going a step further where they were talking about, here's how it's affecting our black and brown employees, right? Here's how it's affecting our Asian employees. How can we, you know, with COVID, with Asian employees, you know, it being called, right, the China virus, right? With black and brown or with black employees, with the murder of George Floyd, we really were having these conversations, you know, you've heard them be called courageous conversations, that it really impacts a lot, you know, where everybody kind of had to just be uncomfortable, or should I say be comfortable, if that makes sense, with being uncomfortable during that time. Absolutely, yeah. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable. 
Yeah, I, that seems like it's so yeah, weird to just, say. Just think, but, yeah, but just thinking on it. But it's it's. It's getting to that place where there were there were questions that I could not answer, right? With people trying to that were white, right? That were trying to find a space. You know, there was no, there's no like immediate um, fix to this, right? right. This is how over hundreds of years of systematic inequities that aren't going to just be fixed, right? With one conversation. And so there were times where I would tell CEOs, like, just what I said to you, I, I don't have a answer for you for that, right? right. We're, you, we have to be comfortable, get being uncomfortable to get to a space where we understand, like, where do we need, how do we move forward with this? Absolutely. You know, I, um, or I, start to move forward. For sure. For sure. And I call it, you know, uncharted waters. Right. Yeah. I think we really are yeah. navigating and swimming in, in just new territory, if you will. And, and this is everyone from our corporate members to our MBEs to, you know, our executives to everyone is, is it, this is all unfamiliar territory that we're all navigating. Uh, and, and with that, Tiffany, how have you managed the pandemic from a personal perspective and from an organizational perspective? Gosh, they're both so intertwined. <laughs> Does because it involve we've been a, little, home. a glass of Shiraz? How's yes, that? <laughs> you heard me. I'm a tequila, vodka, Prosecco. I will name all of that. I love it. I love my it. mother's listening. <laughs> so personally, it's been, you know, um, my husband's in commercial real estate, so that's a whole other thing. My son, we have a 13-year-old son. Uh-huh. And so we've been home, you know, a lot. You know, my son's right. back in school, was back in school in September, you know, and then so that helped, but it was very difficult that first fall, right, in the fall. Mm-hmm. We just take it a day at a time, and then coming into this organization professionally, we had been home. The team had been, which is a small and mighty team, they had been home since, like, I started April 13th. They had been home for about three weeks before I even came on board. Uh-huh. So literally, the programming that we've been doing, you know, forgive me the numbers, but we've done hundreds, you know, hundreds of close to a thousand people, quite a few programs, right, sure. um, that we've but, done over the summer. Yeah. You've seen from our CEO leaders, council to diversity officers, roundtables to ERGs have all been Zoom. Wow. And our Everything engagement, yeah. yes, everything virtual. And our engagement from what the team has told me was up 30% from the year before. Wow. That's so we manage it. I, I honestly feel as if we've done the best that we could do. But again, people were coming to us for solutions or just to figure out, kind of get a toolkit of how to connect. And so what's great about Chicago United is there's a coalition of members, right, that are race across ideologically, right, racially, ethically. They have a common goal, which is advancing equity. Right. And so bringing them together around this goal during this time, I think, coalescing them for us and us not, it not being like this thing that we were just embarking on, mm-hmm. I think really connected to a lot of people, which is why we think the engagement went up. 
Okay. I'm going to pivot here for a second. So, you know, we're both, you know, lifelong Chicagoans. I'm a Southsider, the Roseland community, if you don't, if you will. And I really pride ourselves. And I think, you know, we've always known that Chicago has been known for the city of big shoulders. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think this is, is the opportunity or what the pandemic has caused is for us the opportunity to lean on one another, to lean into one another and to stand on one another's shoulders. So in this capacity, you coming from World Business Chicago and now with Chicago United standing on the shoulders, how does that continue to work for you? So I'm 53-year-old black woman that grew up in Chicago. I grew up for the first part of, what, 14 years on the north side. I'm a north sider, tried and true. Okay. Okay. And so I know. I yes, won't hold it against there. you. I'm a South I know. Side. I know. People leave us. I live those, in those high rises, you know, in Gold Coast. So yeah, yeah. very different. You know, I have a. I've been exposed across the board. And I live south, and then my parents live in Oak Park. So I, I have this experience like bringing this with me. And I'm a public school kid. Yeah, I went CPS. to Osborne Grammar okay. School, yeah, yeah. and I went to Lincoln Park High School. Okay. Majored in Spanish, and I went to U of I and majored in Spanish. So very, you know, Chicago, yeah. right? And so being kind of understanding, I had a privilege of being exposed, right, in areas maybe that our black and brown kids haven't been exposed to because I went to a really great public school, right, that had resources. The same with the high school. And I think being exposed in that way, I think working in the business community that I worked in, and I've been one of the only, I think I said this when I was quoted in um something when I first started. I've been one of the only and I've been one of the few. And so having to navigate that, I just stay true, honestly, to at the end of the day, you know, integrity was very important to me. I was raised on that, you know, and waking up with it and going to sleep with it. Right. And so being my true self through all of that. And that is hard. I truly believe I stand on the shoulder of my parents my grandmother, you know, leaders I've had before me, mentors, white men, Andy Zoff, who was the CEO with World Business Chicago. Yes. I work with her at Chicago. United. Um, yeah. uh, I work with her at Chicago Urban League. I was the chief of staff. I had come back and started working for her after, like, having my own consulting business for a few years. Mm-hmm. And so I have a very unique experience publicly, private sector, nonprofit, you know, and just my life experience, I think. And I think bringing that all together and having to navigate the place as a black woman, you know, kind of leads me to where I am. So I, I am unapologetically who I am. Yeah, what you great. see is what you get with me. <laughs> I, and I, hopefully that's answering your question. It does. It does. Um, no, it's very powerful. And thank you for mentioning it. Thank you for mentioning Andy Zop, too. I actually did a paper I on her. I love her. Yeah. She, she's <laughs> phenomenal. Did. I did a paper on her in grad school in, on yes. women, women in leadership, black women in leadership. Yes. Yes. And then, uh, and then I attended uh, a presentation where she was speaking at and she gave her history of, you know, attending Harvard yes. and what it was like for her as yes. a black woman. And, uh, and then I told her afterwards that I had, you know, written this paper on her and I just wanted to, you know, physically meet and talk and speak yeah. with her. And she was like, you got to give me that paper to give to my daughters yeah. so that they know it. I yes. said, yeah. So ever since yes. then, though, definitely good. Yeah. This is phenomenal. She's my mentor. Yeah. She's my sister. She's my close friend. And Absolutely. she, you know, the last eight years I've been with her, you know, 
have been, you know, nothing happens by, ha- you know, just by happenstance, I believe that. And so I love um, it. that I love she's it. someone else who I believe helped pay the way for me to be here besides my mother and my dad. Right. I, you know, I know you hear the things of, you know, shoes to fill or you've got some more shoes, some different shoes mm-hmm. to walk on. Right. You know, when I think of, you know, Andy Zop or some of the others yes. that have gone before us, you just kind of think, all right. I'm going to put these heels on, but we're going to do it. Yes. She's a person of excellence. I, and, it, you know, it was easy to work for her. She's tough, but she's a person of integrity and excellence. And I learned quite a bit. Outstanding. You know, when you're talking about shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So for our listening audience, Tiffany, can you tell mm-hmm. us how would they get in touch with you to learn more about Chicago United, some of the uh, initiatives or and development opportunities that you have, and even membership opportunities that you have? Great question, and thanks for the opportunity. So you could go to our website, which is chicago-united.org, and can really get a look at our, um, you know, offerings. Okay. And then you can connect with us on social media, Chicago United. We're on LinkedIn, Chicago United on LinkedIn, mm-hmm. at Chicago United on Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, and Twitter. And then... For membership opportunity, there is an opportunity on the website to be able, that's the easiest way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. To go in and um, there's a space when you're on our website that you can go in and, you know, send us um, an email that you're interested in membership. And then Melanie Silas is our VP of membership and development would, you know, reach out to those who are interested. Okay. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. Well, this has been outstanding. Talking with oh, you, sharing you. with you these common experiences and those that we know and those that continue to uh, mentor us, if you will, and provide us with the fuel that we need during these challenging times. I appreciate you. And I appreciate, oh, I, I think, appreciate you. Yeah, I think, you know, really what we can do together. I'm looking forward to all of these, these, these possibilities out here. I am um, too. Our five forward, you know, which we will talk about. Yeah. We're looking at some areas of opportunity with that. So, Sure. Um, we didn't get into those different programs, but I think, you know, just across the board, there's definitely, a, we're in a, going through a strategic planning process, mm-hmm. looking how we scale and grow. So I do want to connect with you. Yeah, um, this is the first of many conversations. You know, Don't, yeah. We're not going to stop at this one. Yeah, yeah this that. is where it's at. Uh, so we've been listening to Tiffany Hamill Johnson, new president and CEO of Chicago United on hashtag by diverse powered by Chicago MSDC on WGN radio. Tiffany. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Vincent. Have a good rest of the week. All right, you too. Becoming a strategic partner with Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council puts you in front of other corporations like Allstate, United, AT&T, Walgreens, Northern Trust, AbV, and McDonald's. Some of our national members include Amazon, Facebook, Coca-Cola, Worldwide Technologies, and others. And now, back to Hashtag Buy Diverse Podcast, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio. Before I introduce our next guest, I want to talk to you about an extraordinary event that we are partnering together to present, the Chicago Developers Conference. We're proud to host what we believe to be the first and only virtual conference for developers on April 20th and 21st of 2021. Our first commitments so far have been 
the Obama Presidential Foundation, who will talk about their needs for the Obama Presidential Center, the Bronzeville Lakefront Project, who will talk about the former site of Michael Reese Hospital, Lincoln Yards, the 78, and many more. If you are a developer, a contractor, or an organization looking for a connection, learn more about the Chicago MSDC and Higher 360's Developers Two-Day Conference on our website at www.chicagodeveloper'sconference.com. Again, that website is www.chicagodeveloper'sconference.com. Welcome to the show, Jay Rowell, Executive Director of Higher 360. Well, thank you so much, uh, Vince, for having me on today. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk about the awesome conference we have uh, coming up together. Outstanding. And just for our listening audience too, Jay, tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, sure. So, you know, I'm kind of a, a reformed bureaucrat. I used to run a couple different state agencies, one, the Illinois Department of Employment Security, uh, where we're really focused on, on getting people back to work. This was at the end of the Great Recession. And you know, we launched a number of new initiatives. We're really finding out what the needs of employers were and looking at the pool of people who are out of work and matching those skill sets up and getting people uh, hired. So instead of having job fairs, we did what we called hiring events. And I was, you know, did one at UIC where 100 veterans got a job that day and, and one's all across the state. And I really loved the work and part of what drew me to uh, to working with Hire360. And then in addition, I was the deputy state treasurer for few years under Treasurer Michael Frerichs. And, uh, you know, one of the focuses that we really had and Treasurer Frerichs has is about making sure there's more opportunities for for everyone in in, uh, our state, our city. And, you know, when I came in to the Treasurer's office, less than a half of a percent of the state's investment portfolio went through diverse firms. And so uh, through a lot of hard work, we were able to get that up to, on average, 60%, some months, 70 or 80% through diverse, women-owned, veteran, uh, disabled firms, all with keeping the same price point, same high quality of investments and great returns, just through doing a lot of listening, putting opportunities out there, and working with people to reduce barriers. So, uh, you know, really led me to this work here with Hire360, uh, which kind of combines both of those about trying to diversify the construction industry and really provide people with great, great career opportunities. Outstanding. Yeah. And I know that Treasurer Frerichs has been a huge advocate on uh, diversity, business diversity in particular. And so learning more about those initiatives while you were working with them uh, is phenomenal. So thank you for sharing that, which leads us to Hire 360, the great work that you're doing there with reaching out to uh, particularly uh, diversifying the trades, uh, those in the construction industry. What are some other unique things that you're doing there? Yeah. So it's a very unique partnership. It came to, we formally really launched in the January of 2020. And it's a unique partnership between um, industry and labor uh, to really provide more opportunities for the community in, in construction. So it kind of came together about three different efforts. So you had the Chicagoland Associated General Contractors that put together a table from the largest general contractors and developers like Related Midwest and Sterling Bay and Magellan and a number of others, and some of the largest trade unions out of the mayor's executive order for 26% diverse uh, contractor and 6% 
female with a 50% city residency goal, right? And so they got together to talk about how, you know, as an industry, we could work together to meet those requirements. And then in addition, you had uh, Lori Healy, who at the time was at McCormick Place, uh, now is uh, overseeing the construction at the Obama Presidential Center, Mm -hmm. um, who brought together a whole bunch of government entities that do a lot of construction buying to lean on the private sector to do more in terms of providing opportunities. And then lastly, you had the Chicago Federation of Labor that had partnered with the United Way and had stood up a, a, a small pilot program of a successful workforce program in Milwaukee that really focused on diversifying the trades by providing a common front door to the trades, by reaching out to people all the time and then helping them through the process of applying and then directing them to the opportunities at different trades when they open. So we kind of mushed all three of those efforts into what became Hire 360 and launched in uh, January of 2020. And, um, you know, we have four different pillars to, to what we're doing. And um, one is the workforce development pillar, which we'd be happy to talk more about. Um, contractor component, where we're trying to scale up diverse contractors for that estimated $100 billion worth of mega projects that's coming to Chicago. It's and really providing a whole, yeah, yeah, yeah a ton yeah. of supports. So that way those firms uh, have an opportunity to do that, that work. And then we just started a youth engagement program where we're partnering with a number of uh, CPS and suburban schools that have a youth trades component there to do what we can to really strengthen the curriculum and and help expose the young people um, when they're at high school to opportunities in construction. And we kind of strongly believe that, you know, if you can't see it, you can't be it. And so really need to make sure that there's mentorship and other opportunities there. And then, you know, sort of the last pillar is what we're really proud to be doing in our partnership with the Chicago MSDC and the awesome work that you do with over 220 diverse construction pliers in the Chicagoland area to help really get them uh, engaged and with opportunities with the developer and general contractor partners that we're working with. Outstanding. Yeah. And thank you again. You know, I'm super excited about this partnership, what we're doing. And I think that, you know, one thing that the pandemic has caused is really this uh, intentional strategic planning that we're all doing. And so, uh, you know, as we are uh, putting on what I, again, believe is going to be the first virtual developers conference of its kind. So let's talk a little bit about that. What accomplishment would you like to see from this in the information that's being shared, the opportunities, again, for the various communities that these projects are going to be in? What would you like to be the biggest outcome of the Chicago Developers Conference that will be happening on April 20th and 21st virtually here in Chicago? Yeah, I think that's really a great question. And I think there's a, there's a lot of really exciting things that are going to come from this. You know, I think more than anything, it's really going to highlight what opportunities, right, are, are down the road. And I don't even mean that far down the road, right? The Obama Presidential Center project's already, you know, starting to move forward. Yeah, I think they're um, breaking, they have, breaking ground in the fall. Yep, yeah. yep. And some of the uh, city work is going to be going on um, right now, right, in terms of moving some of the electrical components and, and some other parts, um, you know, should be starting here very shortly, right? So that's that's an opportunity for uh, diverse uh, suppliers and contractors, right, that, that's coming up, you know, really soon. And then on its heels, you've got the uh, Lincoln Yards project uh, with the great team at Sterling Bay that's working on, related Midwest 78. I mean, those are both like $7 billion projects. I mean, it's kind of hard to 
fathom, you know, the size of these these projects. And then, you know, shortly thereafter, uh, Farpoint's project in Bronzeville. You've got North Union that JDL is working on at the, you know, Moody Bible Institute property. You've got the One Central project that's coming. I mean, these are all, you know, multi-billion dollar projects that will just have tremendous opportunities for, you know, diverse contractors and suppliers to, to do a lot of this work. And I think what's also really unique about this conference is not just highlighting those opportunities, letting people know and connecting them to the leaders of some of these projects, but then also all of the supports that Chicago MSDC and Hire 360 can provide to diverse suppliers and contractors so that way they can you know, really get in on some of that work, right? So we've got really exciting uh, panel discussions about, you know, access to capital, help getting MBWB certifications, um, you know, an in-depth panel from our great partner Gallagher on insurance and bonding and what some of the challenges there and some of the things that, that can be done to, to help prepare people for that. So it is not just about, you know, here are these opportunities that are, are literally starting this year, but it's about how people can get in the place to take advantage of each one of these. So, I mean, I, I, I think it's really great that we were able to put put this event together. Same here, same here. And I love that you mentioned, you know, all of the collaborative opportunities, but then also the opportunities of sustainability for not just, you know, those that it's going to employ from the communities, but for these projects as, you know, what you mentioned, 7 billion for one of them. And then, you know, this opportunity to showcase how businesses can continue to bid and grow access to capital there. Again, just phenomenal access. Absolutely. I mean, you can see like literally a real path just, you know, unfolding for people, right? Yeah. You know, there's lots of great opportunities at the Obama Presidential Center, and we're really excited to be partnering with them, Chicago Women in Trades, with uh, St. Paul Community Development Ministries, Revolution Workshops to provide a lot of workforce opportunities on that site, right? And then you could see someone who gets into an apprenticeship program, um, you know, working there and then on their way then to work at the 78 or, or Lincoln Yards, right? Like right on the heels of that. So, and in, in similarly with contractors, and with suppliers, right? I mean, there's a lot of great opportunities with the presidential center. And then you could see how your business could potentially grow there if it works out, right? And so then you could do even larger at some of the projects that are coming down the pipe right after it. So it's, it's just, it's a really exciting, I mean, I know it's hard in the midst of a pandemic, right? But I, I just see so much optimism and so many opportunities and such a, a meaningful commitment from these organizations to really make sure that every community in Chicago benefits. For sure. For sure. And that was one of the things that you and I talked about when we first initially presented this idea, right? Was that would we still have this impact that we can make in a, with a virtual setting, knowing that, you know, again, in the midst of a pandemic, though these opportunities are presenting themselves, we just can't let it go by, though, without discussing it having these types of um, mini workshops and ways of developing, because I, th I think we're on to something big here, Jay. I think that we are looking at a, a 2022 conference, a 2023 conference, right? Yeah. Right? Especially <laughs> once we can get back in person to where, you know, maybe totally. we're, we're at some of these 
you know, within the community's locations and really, again, making these organic connections and everything happen. So, wow, wow, this is exciting. And, and, and I, too, am looking forward to it. And, and, and I'm sorry, you mentioned, too, about, you know, some of those that are committed so far. We've got Related Midwest. We've got some of the other developers like like Yeah, Sterling Bay, yeah, Sterling and Bay. Farpoint, and Farpoint um, yeah. JDL, mm-hmm. you know, the Obama Foundation, Landmark Development. So, I mean, these are the leaders who have these really, I mean, just massive projects. I mean, I, you know, I have a hard time imagining what $7 billion uh, looks like. And then <laughs> I mean, these projects go on in some cases for 10 to 15 years because of how intricate the development is, right? I and mean, these are huge projects and just really great opportunities. And it's wonderful that they're uh, they were so interested in, in joining us for this and taking out the time to, to kind of showcase what they're doing. Absolutely. And I'd be remiss without mentioning again that to access more information about this upcoming virtual conference, it's at www.chicagodevelopersconference.com. Again, that's chicagodevelopersconference.com. And as we pivot a little bit away from that, let's talk a little bit more about Hire360, its capabilities what impact that organization is looking to make within the minority space. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I'd be happy to. You know, so we have four different pillars with Hire360. I know we've talked a a lot about the developers conference and the work with the the supply chain, which is just a crucial component because more than 40% of the spend on a construction site is through the materials, right? So thrilled to have the partnership with the Chicago MSDC on that. We also have a, a really robust business development program to scale up uh, contractors uh, to, to meet that $26 billion worth of work on that $100 billion worth of mega projects that are, are coming. And so uh, Deborah and Antoinette on our team, I mean, they really just dig in, do in-depth assessments of each firm and where exactly they're at and what they need, and then help them with, uh, you know, whatever it is that that firm needs to, to really grow. So whether it supports getting insurance or bonding, uh, certifications, whether it's, uh, you know, we partnered with Gilbane and Turner on some great estimating training for contractors. We'll be doing a lot more of that. We provide a ton of back office support. We're looking to do about 25 contractors to help train people on their, their team to do a lot of the QuickBooks and accounting uh, components of the work so they can really be in a good place to grow. And I think really uniquely is our access to capital program. And so David Carlins from Magellan Development really took the lead on this and, and raised you know, about $850,000 from the industry, so all private donations, so we could pool that money together and work in with some great financial institutions to uh, credit-enhanced loans to, to firms. And, and, and these loans have really been transformational, right? It's very hard as a small, newer contractor to get a loan, right? Construction, you know, is viewed, I think, kind of unfairly as being risky, you know, but if somebody's got a contract, they should be in in good shape. So we really worked with a bunch of financial institutions and have helped a ton of contractors scale up. And and one that I point to often is Herman Pride, who's a West Side African-American HVAC company who literally did uh, $2 million worth of business in 2019. He then got a working capital loan out of this loan pool that we put together and went from bidding on $50,000 projects to million-dollar ones and from six staff to 19 and did about $8 million worth of work in 2020 and has already done that in the that's first phenomenal. quarter of this year. Yeah, that's right? phenomenal. And, and that's the know, impact that firms, we're hoping to make, right? 
you know, these yeah, connections, absolutely. this capacity building. Right, and those firms grow, add more and more staff from the community to work on these projects, provide more and more opportunities. And, and that's how, you know, kind of doing all of this together will help diversify the, the construction industry. Absolutely. Phenomenal success story. Thanks so much for sharing that. that that's, yeah. that's the impact, Jay. And that's what makes you, right, this work that we do and that we can do together, we will continue to do together, mm-hmm. <laughs> work even better there. Perfect. So those yeah. that are interested in uh, finding out more about Hire360, how would they find out about you? How would they access you? Yeah, they can go to Hire360Chicago.com. There's links to apply to, to you know, get engaged with Deborah and Antoinette on the business development side. There's a ton of information on the workforce side and how to apply and get started on that. I mean, we're now working with over a thousand diverse uh, candidates that are really interested in getting into the trades programs. And our union partners have just been uh, amazing. I mean, we had a tour, a virtual tour today of the Pipe Fitters Training Center that about 60 people uh, went to. So you could really get a sense of what it would look like to start your apprenticeship at the at the pipe fitters. The plumbers just did one a couple of weeks ago for us. And I really can't thank our partners in organized labor enough for all of their support and uh, commitment to working with us to, to help uh, provide a path for candidates. In. And we have a lot of supports it talks about on the site. You know, people need, uh, we do t- tutoring, training. We do about 12 hours to help people uh, pass the test to get into a lot of the different trades programs. We have a barrier reduction fund where we buy people the first set of tools, you know, pay for the test fee, uh, whatever it takes to really try to get rid of barriers to get people into these uh, opportunities and just a wonderful career in the trades. Yeah. And that speaks volumes. And you mentioned about getting some of the youth and working with some of the Chicago public schools to get those that are interested in getting into the trades, if you will. Yeah. So again, creating these consistent pipelines of opportunities, you know, for the various communities. So phenomenal. Phenomenal. Yeah. You know, really excited about it. And you know, we just got started in January 2020, but already making some some big impacts and hope to do a, a whole lot more uh, through partnerships like the one with the Chicago Minority Supplier Diversity Council. I and mean, we can just do so much more together than we can apart. So I really, you know, I agree. can't thank you guys enough for uh, working with us on everything. No, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's about uh, working smarter, not harder. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Especially during <laughs> these times. Not enough hours in the day, right? <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Well, Jay, this has been a pleasure. Not only, you know, I know we've been engaged over the past few months, but looking forward to this incredible opportunity and collaborative developers conference that's on the horizon uh, within the next month. And that's the Chicago Developers Conference, uh, where we will feature some of the great developments that are going here, but then also the partnership between Chicago MSDC and Hire360 moving forward. So I think, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to taking this journey together. We've been listening to Jay Rowell, Executive Director of Hire360 on Hashtag Buy Diverse, powered by Chicago MSDC on WGN Radio 720. Jay, thank you again. Thanks so much for the opportunity. encourage everyone to go to the ChicagoDevelopersConference.com, learn more about all the exciting opportunities that are coming to Chicago, and hopefully join us at the conference to, to learn a whole lot more about how you can get engaged in construction. So thanks very much, Vince, for the opportunity. It was nice talking with you today. Thank you, Jay. Hi, this is Vince Williams, and you're listening to the Chicago MSDC Minute. Chicago Business Opportunity Fair. In 1968, a chain of events erupted into civil and economic mayhem that shook Chicago at its very core. 
Rising above the turmoil, a group of corporate and community leaders were determined to cast a spotlight on hope on seemingly hopeless situations and created the Chicago Business Opportunity Day. The following year, in 1969, the event was officially renamed CBOF, or Chicago Business Opportunity Fair. Today, the Chicago Business Opportunity Fair is a game changer. It remains as the signature event of Chicago MSDC, a thought leader in minority business since 1968. The 54th annual Chicago Business Opportunity Fair will be held June 23rd to the 24th, 2021. This year's theme is Connecting the Dots, Business SOS, Synergies, Opportunities, Solutions. This two-day virtual conference hosted by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council is all about opportunities. Chicago MSDC brings opportunities for your minority-owned business by connecting you with other minority businesses, corporations, and government agencies looking to do business with your company. CBOF, which formerly was held at Navy Pier for many years, is our longest-running event that is now virtual in light of the pandemic. We're looking forward to this virtual event because it's an opportunity for us to connect even more businesses with our unique virtual format that allows for exhibitor booths, one-on-one meetings, networking, and almost everything you do at a typical conference. Stay tuned for more information about CBOF 54 by visiting our website at www.chicagomsdc.org and follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Chicago MSDC. You've been listening to Hashtag By Diverse, powered by the Chicago Minority Supplier Development Council on WGN Radio www.chicagomsdc.org.